Hey everyone, welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories. Just want to give a big shout out to everyone who's out there listening to the podcast. We have people from many different countries who have been listening lately, which is kind of amazing to me. Um, In first place, we have the United States of America, uh, who has the most listeners listening to the podcast. Second place are those from the United Kingdom, just under the U.S. right now, actually. Third place for the first time ever, we have people from Australia. So uh, welcome people from Australia. In fourth place, we have the people from my home country, Canada. And then in fifth place, um, with a much smaller number of people, we have South Korea. But uh, again, thank you to everyone who's out there listening. I really appreciate it. I do have a current poll going on that I really want everyone's feedback on. If uh, parents are able to head over to my Facebook page there, there's just a poll on the white noise and music that follows the podcast. I'd really like to get an opinion on whether you like it or don't like it or whatever else. So just go to the Facebook page there and fill out the poll. It should only take a few seconds and it's really helpful feedback for me to have. Anyways, it's been long enough. So on to the episode. This is episode 91, The Unwanted Visitor on the Magi Planet. As usual, just close your eyes, get as comfy as you can in your bed, and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. Imagine yourself waking up on the couch of the spaceship. You get up and look around. You stretch a little. Move your neck from left to right. Then you say, good morning, spaceship. Good morning, spaceship replies. What should we do today? Are we near any interesting planets? You ask. No, says spaceship. We are in the middle of nowhere. It will be several days before we arrive at another planet. Ah, I guess it's another day of hanging out, playing with toys then, you say to Spaceship. But just then, a light starts to appear in front of you. And it grows and grows, and it forms the shape of a a wizard. In fact, it forms the shape of Gil the wizard, the wizard from the Magi planet. Hey, kid. How are you? Uh, good. How are you, Gil? I'm good, but I kind of need your help. Like, now, says Gil. Like, now? I'm in the middle of nowhere in my spaceship. I can't get there right now, you say. Well, find a way. I need you, and I need you quick. Can't you just head through the portal? Asks Gil. Well, I guess I could go through the portal in the spaceship, but then spaceship won't be there to help me. If there's no other choice, I better do it, you say. Spaceship, open the portal to the Magi planet. A portal raises up out of the floor of the spaceship and it lights up a bright blue color. Just as you're about to jump in, you remember your staff. How could I forget that? You walk over to the wall where your staff is leaning and grab it in your right hand. 
Then, with your staff in hand, you jump straight into the portal. You're suddenly thrown into a wormhole, with bright swirling colors spinning around you on every side. You stay perfectly in the center as you float through it, going around corners left, right, up, and down, and then suddenly popping out the other side and finding yourself beside Gil's tower on the Magi planet. You immediately see what the chaos is about. As you look down at the village below, you see some sort of giant dinosaur monster or something like that. It looks like it has the head of a dinosaur and the tail of one too, but it has kind of normal looking legs and normal looking arms. Other than the fact that the thing is hundreds of feet tall and wide, it's quickly starting to stomp towards the village. You see it breathe a huge plume of fire out of its nostrils, and then it roars as loudly as it can. Well, this isn't good, you say. You see Gil in the distance as well. He's floating up into the air, and he seems to be gathering a whole bunch of power. Suddenly rocks start to fly off of the ground and they start to form Gil in some sort of protective ball. The ball of rocks gets bigger and bigger and then starts to form itself into a giant rock monster or something. Gil seems to have created a giant rock monster around his body using magic. You watch as the rock monster and the dinosaur monster start to fight each other. First they wrestle, but the dinosaur monster pushes off the rock monster, then swings its tail around and hits it right through the center, breaking all of the rocks into pieces. The monster then pulls back one of its fists and strikes the rock monster as hard as it can. Suddenly you see Gil fly out of all of the rocks over the village and land in a field. Gil, you say. Oh no. The monster roars again, shooting fire into the air and pounding its chest with both of its fists. You have to do something to stop this thing or it's going to wreck Gil's village. You realize that before you can do anything with magic, you're going to have to center yourself. Things may be crazy around you, but you know that with control over your mind and emotions, you can still do this. So you close your eyes, you take a deep breath, and you allow all the tension to float away from your shoulders and your arms and your legs and you go inwards trying to remember that feeling of magic the feeling of ease and relaxation you feel the magic surge through your body and then you open your eyes you leap into the air and fly up with ease and straight over towards where the monster is fighting. As you go, 
you summon rocks to start spinning around you. You find some water in a nearby stream and you summon a stream of it to spin around you as well. And then, as you get closer, you summon fire and have it spin around you as well. And last, a stream of air. With all of the elements ready to go, you begin to throw the rocks at the monster. It hits him in the head and he seems kind of annoyed by it, but nothing else really happens. You try the water, hitting it with as much water as you can with as much force as possible. The monster just kind of shrugs it off, shakes his head a bit, and dries himself instantly. You shoot the fire, and it does nothing. And then you try the air just for fun, but you know it'll do nothing either. You need a better plan. And then it hits you. You see a lake behind the giant monster. And you look down at his huge feet taking big steps towards the village. And you come up with an idea. If you can break his balance, you can probably take him down into the lake. You summon more rocks and start to fly around the monster, around his back, over his tail. Then you spin through his legs. And as he follows you, he tries to turn, stepping back and forth. And when you see the perfect moment, you reach down into the earth with your mind and shoot a huge pillar of stone up underneath his foot. The monster begins to lose balance. And as he does, you do the same thing with his other foot. He starts to stumble backwards, and just as he's losing balance, you summon the air all around you. You begin to spin it in circles into a huge tornado, and you push the tornado straight into the monster. It hits him, causing him to fall back into the lake. Water splashes up on every side as the creature sinks down a little bit into the lake. And as he does, you fly towards the lake. You allow the lake to become part of your consciousness, part of your mind. And you will it to freeze, to stop. Every single particle of water immediately freezes trapping the monster inside. The monster begins to struggle, and the ice begins to break. What are you going to do now, you think? And just as you think it, Gil flies back to your side. I've got this part, kid, says Gil. Gil reaches into a pouch at his side and pulls out a little pouch of something. He flies over to the giant monster, and he throws the pouch at its nose. It explodes in a huge puff of sand or something. And as it explodes in the monster's nose, the monster sniffs some of it in. His eyes suddenly go wide, and he immediately falls asleep. Good work, kid. That wasn't easy. I don't think I could have done that one without you, 
says Gil. Well, that thing you did with the giant rock monster was pretty cool. You'll have to show me how to do that one day. No problem. It's easy. You just bring the rocks in, and then you imagine them being part of your body. I'll show you someday. You'll get it. You get everything quickly, Gil says. Oh, thanks, Gil. What are we going to do with this giant monster? You ask. I have an idea for that, too, says Gil. Gil reaches into his pouch once again and pulls out a glass vial. He waves his wand up in the air and a beam of energy lights up on the top of it. He then shoots the beam of energy out towards the monster, and the monster becomes energy. And then, the energy that used to be a monster suddenly changes shape and starts to get sucked into the little bottle, bit by bit by bit. When it's done moving itself into the bottle, Gil puts a little plug on the top. Inside the bottle is now a miniature version of the monster, sleeping soundly in the bottom. Uh, couldn't you have just done that while he was still awake, you ask? Nah, says Gil. It's just not as easy when they're awake. They have this whole thing of not wanting to be sucked into a bottle and that kind of affects the magic. Anyway, just trust me, it's not as easy as you think. Well, okay, I do trust you on that one. You and Gil fly back towards the village to see how much damage there is. There's a few different things that are on fire, but you quickly focus your mind on them and allow the fire to go out. You also notice a lot of areas with huge craters and broken rocks. Without much effort, you reach into the earth and you allow it to flatten out again just as it was before. You and Gil spend some more time making minor repairs and then all of the people from the village come out and cheer for you and Gil. They pick you up and throw you up into the air very, very happy that you've saved them. When they put you back down, all of them take a turn thanking you so much for your help. They're really, really nice people. But when all is said and done, you know that you better get back to the spaceship. I'm still flying in the middle of nowhere somewhere without you, and it feels a little strange to be that far away from it. Well, Gil, I gotta get going, but... Thanks for bringing me back. I'm glad I could help. Thanks, kid. Come anytime. Let me know what magic you want to learn, and I'll teach you next time you're here. You thank Gil once again, and you fly up into the air and back over towards his house. You land beside the tower that Gil lives in, and you turn on the huge portal. Once again, it lights up with a bright blue color, and you jump inside. You fly through the magical, multicolored wormhole, and you eventually pop out the other side in the spaceship. How was your trip? asks the ship. Uh, it was good. 
I just had to help Gil fight some sort of giant monster creature. You say, you know, a normal day for us. Understood, says Spaceship. What happened while I was gone, you ask the ship? Absolutely nothing, says the ship. Well, that's pretty boring. I agree, says Spaceship. Tomorrow we will have to find another adventure. That's a good idea, Spaceship, you say. But for now, all that magic really wore me out. I need to take a rest. You lean your staff back up against the wall, and you jump onto the couch once again. It's a very comfortable couch. You pull a blanket back over top of yourself, and Spaceship turns out the lights for you. Your eyelids start to become heavy, and you just let them close. Then you start to make your way through each part of your body, allowing any tension to just melt away. You start with your legs and let them melt, and your arms, then your body, and last your head and your face. With each breath, you sink deeper and deeper into the mattress, and you just allow your mind to go where it wants to go, and you fall asleep. Good night, everyone.